All right, so bonus round. Let's talk about expansions. Let's talk about creating uh, an expansion that goes with your base game. Maybe it enhances the game. It adds more content. It changes some rules around, adds rules, whatever. Let's talk about expansions and kind of your process for coming up with things. And let's just travel down that line. Okay. So, you know, there's a time in my life where there are basically two halves of my design experience. There's Resistance Avalon and Resistance Expansions. And then there's Orange Machine Games, which is my company. So I made Resistance, and of course, you know, I loved it, and I naturally had more ideas for ways to expand it, um, which were the character cards that eventually became Avalon. I never even intended for Avalon to be a separate game, but the publisher decided that, and in the end, I agreed with the decision. Um, I think it was a good decision eventually. But in in my original concept, it was just going to be Merlin was a a commander, and um, the... uh, the assassin, well, she was still an assassin. And Percival was a bodyguard, etc. So I had expansion ideas for that. And it became a standalone. And then also there were the two expansions, Hostile Intent and Hidden Agenda. And those were games that like I wanted, I wanted to make. I would say that they were some of the most stressful expansions to make. Because I wanted more, and I was really still very much in the Resistance, Avalon, universe, and business. And I, I wanted to make more, but I wasn't. I didn't know how to make more, exactly. And so I spent a lot of time um, and a lot of stress putting those together. And they came out, they were released, and they, were not, they, they weren't super hits. Why? Because they were more complicated. Uh, that's my opinion, anyway. And I think that really taught me about expansions and about when to make expansions. So with my company, Orange Machine Games, it's really nice because I feel really free to make a lot of new IPs. And so that's what I'm concentrated on right now. I think that expansions, I don't know. I, I think that expansions can be great, but also they can just be cash cows. A lot of publishers will publish expansions that cost almost the cost of a full game and have half the contents. Um, not, not trying to call anyone out or anything. That's just, that's just the nature of the, of the business. You know, there are also a lot of great expansions you know, that really add a lot of really neat things. You know, I'm really excited about Jamie Stegmeier's upcoming Scythe expansion. I think yeah, that's like great. A, yeah, it looks, like, it looks like a huge amount of content. So that's that's awesome. Um, I would say that my design space right now is that I want everything that's awesome about the game to be in the game. If I happen to think of something later, great. But that thing that I think of later, what if I could just put that into a new game? So I'm really focused on new content, new IPs right now within the Orange Machine Games universe. And I just want to keep that going. And I think you'll only see an expansion for Abandoned Planet or Black Hole Council really later on down the line when I'm like, oh, I just had an amazing idea that will only work for Black Hole Council. So I think expansions are cool. I think making new games is even better. Yeah, now I I feel like this is kind of my personal thing, that there's two types of expansions. There's one where your base game had too much in it and you needed to streamline it so you cut some things out. And then maybe you can release some of that content later as an expansion. And, you know, it kind of adds more rules, adds more complications, things like that, more complexity. And then there's what you're just talking about with, okay, I had this really cool idea that would make a really great expansion. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on those two different things? And is there something else I'm not even thinking about? Um... Well, I guess, I guess there's a third one you mentioned first, and that's the publisher saying, hey, we want an expansion. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's going to happen. You're going to design it or someone else is going to design right. it. So, you know, 
I guess I don't know that many games that have expansions that actually make the game smaller. I guess the the Splendors, the Splendor expansion, in a way, does that. I don't know if you've played it, hmm. but um, okay. Have you played Splendor? Yes. So you know how they're like three or four noble tiles, kind of depending on the number of players. Right. So they actually take that out in one of the mod modules and they put in cities. So it's like instead of having four, instead of jockeying like separately for different nobles you're all jockeying for like just two or three cities and it changes it kind of streamlines it makes it more competitive it's interesting so i guess that's an example of that and i kind of like that and then yeah as you said there are ones that add all sorts of crazy concepts I, you know i can't really think of I'm, I'm sure there are other ways to do expansions i'm just not, so not in the expansion mindset you know because I can think of other ways to do expansions, but I wouldn't think that they're like good ideas. Yeah, and I think that that's like a lot of expansions right now is why, mm-hmm. you know, like honestly, I love Race for the Galaxy, um, and the first two expansions for it. So it's like three games total, Race, you know, and then the two two expansions were great. But there's just there's like a breaking point, man, where you know they made this whole new arc, and. I can't, I can't say it's bad because, hey, if there's an audience and if it's the game you want to make, awesome, make it. But was there a way to make a new IP instead mm. of expanding? You know, I think, I think it's something always worth considering. What is the best place for this idea that I have? Yeah. Do you think companies are, they get a little risk averse with that? It's like, okay, this IP works. We already have an audience for that. And so, yes, this probably could be a new game, but let's just stick it in this IP, this world we've already created, we already have an audience for, because we're a little more safe, a little more secure in getting that game sold. Yeah, I would say that is definitely part of it. And that's where, you know, that's where there's there's the designers and there's the publishers. And then there's the designer publishers. Mm -hmm. Um, So myself, I'm a designer publisher. And so I think that it really changes your perspective so in fact you should definitely take everything i'm saying with you know a grain of salt and pepper and oregano and everything else because you know i i would say that i make games because it is my passion and if i can make enough to support myself great you know but i'll I'll also just make money however i need to make money like elsewhere i only want to make games that i'm really really passionate about so i absolutely understand make if you're a publisher making eight expansions to a game because that's what you need to do to survive as a company. Because you are innately a publisher. You, know, you want to publish, you want to grow your business. You know, and as a designer, maybe you want to do that, maybe you don't. As a designer publisher, I'm definitely in that middle area where I, can, I get the p- potential nature of expansions, but only if it's really valuable to the design. Yeah, and even going back to what Jamie Stegmar uh, has done with some of his games, I remember the Viticulture uh, expansion and it was this huge box with tons of different modules and all these different things and so when you bought that you felt like you got your money's worth and now right. he could have released that one at a time and he could have had 10 expansions over the course of you know eight years or something like that and he could have charged you 25 dollars for each of them but he didn't do that and he's actually talked about it on his blog recently about how that's he's never going to do that he wants it to uh, he doesn't want his customers just to feel like they get nickeled and dimed. And right. I feel like that's just a really good way to do it. If you have all these ideas, all these modules and expansions, throw them all in there together in one box. Let players decide which one they like as opposed yeah. to them having to buy them all and then decide, okay, I like one and two, three was bad, four was okay. But right. they can do that in one box with one payment as opposed to having to buy a whole bunch of other ones. Now, with, with your games, with Resistance, 
uh, the expansions for resistance. What was your process of coming up with these ideas for ways to add to the game and expand it? So I would say with really shortly after original resistance was published, I just, I started thinking just naturally about different character abilities. Um, you know, that's a thing that exists in Mafia and Werewolf already. Mm-hmm. In fact, there are way, way, way more right. characters in Mafia and Werewolf. And I think that a lot of them are like broken, make no sense. They're just about being silly. They're in there for just for its own sake, not because added to yeah, the just giggles mm-hmm. and whatever else. Um, and that's not me at all. Like I like the hilarity that a game can cause, but I don't want to make rules that are just like silly, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I was like, how can I take this concept of roles and have each one be super important? You know, how can I make you, when you see this role, you're like, uh Oh, okay. I got to put on my A game. So just <laughs> making them and testing, you know, whenever I go into a testing environment, I don't walk in thinking I've done it. You know, <laughs> yeah. even tonight I'm going to play crunch. I have ideas that I'm going to, I'm going to play and I'm going to tell them straight up guys. I thought of this an hour ago. You know, and we're and we're just gonna try it out, and maybe you love it, maybe you don't. If you don't, I'm gonna try this. If you don't, I'm gonna try this. If you don't, okay, let's eat. You know, whatever. And then for so for Resistance Avalon, so there was that the good guy, there's Merlin, has no who doesn't know anything. No, he knows everything, but there's no one like that on the bad team side, who was like, of course, because the bad guys already know everything. So I was like, how can I still make someone who's kind of the head overlord on their side? And that's what developed the idea for the Hunters module, which in many ways is like Resistance 3.0. And so even though that was a really uh, stressful expansion to make, I still really care about Hunters. You know, in my mind, it's like Resistance, Avalon, Hunters. If you have a group that's willing to kind of dig into those roles and understand them a little bit, then it's a great game. Um, It just doesn't work because it does work, but like often you'll play Resistance and some completely new player will walk in. And you're like, okay, Here's what the chief does. Here's what the hunter does. Here's what this guy does. You know, and, it's, and so it's just, it didn't match as well with the resistance audience that had developed, which is what I found out. Um, so yeah, I think about what do players like about the game? What are some design spaces that haven't really been tapped? Um, and is it worth it? You know, and, I, and, and just play with it and see what happens. Awesome. Any final thoughts on expansions or their creation? Um, the game I'm working on right now called Crunch, like I think about these, these giant mechs and what other powers they could have. Mm-hmm. And instead of, th- and, I, and I think to myself, oh, I could add power, player powers later in the expansion. But then I'm like, why? I want to give players the best experience that I can right now. And maybe they can use the player, the, the special mech powers, or maybe not. It's up, it's up to them. I'm going to give them the choice from the get-go. So I would say... It depends on what it depends on your model. You know, some people want a game where they're going to have five or six expansions. I never want that. Mm-hmm. And so I would encourage designers to think, take those ideas for expansions, really figure out whether they're good or not. And if they are good, cut them down however much you need to just to make it so that it's in. So you have one solid product. Don't don't have don't put this out thinking three expansions down. The game's going to be complete. You can take that advice or not, but that's my advice. Awesome. Man, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, good luck with everything you got going on right now. Awesome. Thanks, Gabe. Really appreciate it.